Welcome to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you love running or eating, you'll love this show. Now, here's your host, Monica Olivas. Hello, runners and eaters. Welcome back to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. My name is Monica Olivas, your virtual running buddy, except I'm not running right now and you might be, so I'm failing at being a running buddy, but I am trying to give you some good motivation. And I actually have a race recap that I did from this weekend. I'm going to go over right now. And you weren't running that with me. So I guess we're even Steven now. But first, let's warm up. I actually have a little bit of a downer for a warm up. So it's a warm down, maybe. Maybe I should have done this for a cool down. Too late. I'm doing it now. But I wanted to give you an update on Vegas, my cat that I always talk about that I swear is real. And I didn't just make up this entire complicated story I'm about to tell you. Long story short, Vegas has always been an inside outside cat. I originally, when I got him, I was in college, I was living at my parents, and we had a massive yard, and all of our animals were inside, outside. Actually, the dogs were even mostly outside, except for like at night to sleep. But Vegas, inside, outside cat, and when I moved to my condo, he was mostly inside, but still would go out. And I would say like an hour or two, he goes outside. He loves to go outside I think just to sit on the fence and judge people as they walk home from work or to work in the morning, um, and he'll go to the bathroom outside. I'm telling you all of this because I've noticed he's been getting older. He's like 12 or 13 years old now, and just recently have realized he's kind of slowing down a little bit in terms of how he's jumping up on things. I just have noticed it's he's not as like nimble. And I've been trying to let him out less and less. And I won't let him out if I am going to be gone for a while, just if I'm here. Before the race this weekend, I woke up at 3 a.m. I did not need to wake up at 3 a.m. Just happened to wake up then. And like I've said before, the night before a race, it's common to not sleep well. You're afraid you're going to sleep through your alarm or you're a little nervous, or just, you know, you know, you have a lot going on. So it happens. Woke up at three and was like, I'm just going to roll with it, get ready to go to the race, but I had time. So he wanted to go out. I let him out. Normally before a race morning, I wouldn't because I'm like rushing around and wouldn't have time to make sure he got back in, but I had the time and I let him out. A little while later, I heard a cat fight, which I had to run out and stop and I got him. I didn't get him, but he ran inside. It was like very, very close outside my patio. Massive cat fight that it just, it sounded very loud. It was probably very upsetting also to my neighbors as I run out there screaming at them to cut it out. Cats are vicious. Like they fight, like, I don't even know. This is like National Geographic, planet Earth, kind of crazy, just rolling around a ball of fur. And the sounds that they make, it's just so startling and upsetting. So I ran out there, stopped the fight. Vegas came back inside and it was literally like 
it must have been a minute they were fighting. Maybe, maybe, maybe a minute and a half. Like I was out there fast because, like I said, it's a very loud, startling noise for it to happen. It probably actually was less when I think about it. But he seemed very obviously shook up and he was all like his fur was standing on end. And I could tell that he uh, had a cut by his ear. And that actually looked like it was bleeding pretty bad. So I stopped the bleeding there and just, and then I saw another cut by his leg and I tried to clean both of those cuts out. And this has happened before. Vegas has gotten in fights before. My neighbors have a cat or have two cats and they actually do not fight at all. Like they, those cats seem very docile and like just scared. They kind of run away from people and other cats And I don't know, it's been a long time since Vegas has gotten in a fight, but it has happened before. And I know to try and check him and clean out any cuts or whatever. And I tried to do that. Obviously, very shook up. I went to the race and came back and he just seemed like he was in a lot of pain and the cut by his ear or his face, he just looked weird and very lethargic. And when I talked to him and I swear, like when I came home, he talks to me a lot and I could just tell he was kind of like his meow was like pained. And so it was a Sunday and I had to take him to animal urgent care, which I didn't even realize was a thing, but it is. And they shaved the entire side of his body and his face. He ended up, I didn't realize there was a cut like by his chin in addition to the one by his ear. And so one side of his face is shaved and the entire side, one side of his body, and then like a little patch on the other side. And now he has antibiotic antibiotics and he has um, a pain relief thing that I have to give him twice a day. It's just like a big production. And it just is very sad because obviously it was very traumatizing to him. And also he doesn't get that I need to take you to the vet and do all these things and you're going to feel better after. It's just very stressful to an animal oftentimes to have to take them somewhere like that. I also, when I first got there, I didn't realize because I had never been there before the urgent care. I walk in and they give me papers to fill out, you know, to get this whole process started. And Vegas is like meowing because he hates being in the cat carrier. And I've taken him like to and from my parents so many times. It's an hour away and he will meow the entire time. So I'm trying to fill out the paperwork and this lady at the desk is crying. And I'm like, I think like her animal just passed away. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so sad. And like, I already feel my adrenaline is just pumping from like the entire situation And they give me the paperwork to fill out. I start filling it out and I realize that this doesn't make any sense what I'm filling out. It turns out I was at the shelter and this is where people come to like release their animals or whatever it's called when you kind of give up your pet, whatever you can. If you find a stray, right, or you are giving an animal to them that you can't take care of for whatever reason, because it was like very like the questions were like, is are they okay around kids? And have they been around a dog and all this stuff? And I'm like, what does this have to do with anything? My cat is in pain. And then after I filled out most of the, like the front page, I was like, um, do I have to 
do this? Am I at the right place? Like, I just like asked like these random questions. And then they were like, oh, no, that's next door. Okay, detour. And finally, (laughs) I got to the urgent care where they gave him some immediate pain relief and cleaned everything out and told me what to do. And I really felt like crap about the whole thing because it was my fault on some level. Like I shouldn't let him out anymore. And I've said that I've been trying to let him out less and less. And I have talked about it with like a couple of different people, talked about it with my mom, you know, just like she knows though from hearing him when we've been on the phone and you can just hear him unlike here, unlike this audio um, where I know I've talked to him and you can't necessarily hear him. He's very vocal and she'll be like, what does he want? Like she's trying to have a conversation with me and she just hears him in the background. And I'm like, oh, he wants to go outside or he wants to do this. And it's funny because I'll just like talk to him like he is a furry person. Now he's only half furry person. He's just fur, just F-U-1-R. Um, but he just is very adamant about going outside. It's been his kind of entire life situation. And he doesn't, when he's telling me he wants to go outside, he doesn't think I'm telling him no, like maybe a little kid would. Like, you're just like, no, like I've made this decision. No, he thinks, oh, she doesn't get it. Like this bee does not understand. And he's like, man, she's so dumb. And then he'll be like, hey, lady, which is maybe what he calls me. I don't even know. Hopefully it's better than a lot of other options. Lady lady, come on, the door, open the door. This is what I imagine, by the way, that he is telling me because he'll just, he'll meow and he'll like meow to me and then like go take a couple steps towards the door. Like he's trying to explain to me, like, listen, B, I'm trying to go outside and you need to get this. And it's just been a process of trying to let him out less, but I didn't realize it had to be let him out zero percent of the time. And that's what happened. And I felt really bad. And I still feel bad because it's, you know, I feel responsible on some level for this. And the vet luckily made me feel a little better. Not that I necessarily like that is a deserved thing, but he was just like, cause I'm like, oh, it was my fault. Like I just, I shouldn't let him out at all anymore. And he said Cats that are inside out just really love to go outside. And, you know, it's like their thing. And it is hard to transition that. And it's just the cost of this seems super not worth it. So it's just very sad. And Vegas is doing okay. I got a ton of messages on Instagram. And I I joke, like I I told this whole story on Instagram. Um, on some level, I just like said that something had happened to Vegas. Um And I got so much, well, no, exactly. I didn't get it. Vegas got so much love from it and awesome thoughts. And like, I just, just a ton of support, which I really, really appreciate because I never know. I'm like, and I joked, I'm like, I know most of you follow my Instagram for Vegas more than me. So here's what's going on with him. But I just, I really, really appreciated all of the comments. And I think it was very awesome and supportive. And I just, yeah. Lesson learned, and it has been very sad and stressful for both of us. And I actually, this is like very sad. I've been talking about how he is older, and I've realized like there's obviously going to come a day when Vegas isn't hanging around anymore. And I've thought that I've like gotten like accepting of that. 
and that I am starting to kind of process that and be at peace with it and just realizing not like in some morbid way, but acknowledging that this is going to happen. You know, when we get a pet, we realize that they their lifespans most of the time, unless you're getting a turtle or maybe a parrot. I don't know how long parrots live. Maybe that'll be the quiz for next time. Don't look it up. Now I just told you the quiz, so that's not going to happen. But, you know, like for the most part, you know a cat or a dog has like a life of 15 years or less. And it's just so sad to accept and it's still so heartbreaking. And it's like, man, I can't imagine not having an animal. I wouldn't want that. But it's just like, oh, it's so devastating. And so I'm saying all this because I thought I was coming to like this place of being at peace with like realizing like, you know, someday I'm going to have to like put Vegas down potentially or something and taking him to urgent care. I was like, what if they tell me it's like really bad? And I just realized, you know what? You are not as prepared for that as you thought. And I will keep you updated on Vegas as we go. Let's move on. Okay, so this weekend I did the Lace Up Riverside Half Marathon. I think it was also called like the the Reindeer Run. And it was a super cute race. I I did it last year as well and really liked it. So I wanted to do a quick recap of that. I am not someone that remembers really anything ever. I have a horrible memory. But specifically, I know that there are you know, running bloggers or just runners in general that sometimes post on their social media, very descriptive race recaps. And just in case you are new to the Monacan show, which is what I call this on my own, just kidding, not at all. I've never actually said that before. But if you're new to Run It Repeat or this is the first time we're hanging out, I am not a type A like runner who has a spreadsheet of all my mile splits and details and like, you know, how many grams of carbohydrates I ate before the race. And just like, I am just very random. So that's your heads up. It's just a general recap of the race to let you know what I super liked about it and what I learned from it, which is really the most important thing when you are taking away a lesson or an experience from any run, what can you take from it and improve? And what can you repeat to get stronger, better, faster, whatever your goals are? So I'm going to put a, again, I put this, a link in the show notes to the race review form in case you have a race that you just did and you want to go over or you have one coming up. This is just a very, very simple way to kind of go over your race or long run and take something from it so that you improve. So this was a half marathon in Riverside. And the questions I'm going to ask myself, and just to let you know, I did my results specifically in terms of time were I did it in one hour, 45 minutes and 40 seconds, which is about an eight mile, three second pace, 803 a mile pace. Okay. And I haven't looked up like the specifics in terms of my splits or whatever, but I did try to wait. I I might be getting ahead of myself. Let me look at this form because I actually haven't done this in my head before I was going to do it with you. So let's go over the form really quickly. And I'll just kind of give you the bullet points version of 
a race review to learn something from it. So I did great on these things. On race day, I would say what I did great was I tried to be smart about pacing and not go out too fast, which is something I am notorious for. I just go out way too fast and I crash and I burn and I do the super, super like positive splits. And for those that don't know, like you want to shoot for negative splits, which is basically you want the second half of your race to be faster than the first half. You want to know that you paced yourself to a point where halfway through you realized, you know what? I can push myself. I am I showed up today. I feel great. I have I left something in the tank to be able to go faster. I am bad at that. I always go out way too fast and then I end up slowing down at the end and that's not good race strategy. So you want to run smart. And so I tried to stay behind. I want to say it was the 150 or it might have been the 145 pace group. I um caught them at some point. I didn't start like towards the front of the race and I just found myself like running close to them and I was going to pass them and I told myself no. Stay behind them for, you know, until mile 6 or so at least. And then if you feel like you're strong enough to go a little faster, then you can make that move, but you have to wait. And I did so I I want to say I was good about pacing in this race. The next one is I could have done better with. I could have done better with um a couple things. Number 1, I had no kick at the end and I felt strong at the end for sure. But as we were getting really close, I had been really close to another girl for a really long time. And I just, I felt like I could have passed her. I think I passed her at some point for a little bit, but then she passed me after that. And I actually am not super competitive. Like, I think she kind of was like, oh, no, like, I'm not going to let you beat me kind of thing. And so she like woke up and started running faster. And after I had passed her, like passed me. And I am not really competitive with other people, which I don't know, I think is not super common because I feel like other people are. I don't know. But so I was like, oh, like, okay, whatever, (laughs) which I don't know if maybe that is something I need to do better with is like being more competitive, even though I'm happy. I just want to, I don't know, compete with myself. I just want to PR once and then like chill out. But I don't have a very strong kick, which is something that I want to work on through speed work and probably finishing my long runs or tempo runs a little bit stronger and a little bit faster so that I know I have that, like I've practiced that in training. The next one is one thing I do different in training next time. And I definitely think the the strong finish is something I need to start working on that I just mentioned. And the last one is one thing I do different on race day next time. Um, the next time I think I need to be better about fueling, which is, oh my gosh, I cannot, I can't even believe that I failed on this, but I really did. I just felt like having trail mix randomly that morning. So I like had a little Tupperware full of trail mix, which isn't ideal to eat before a race. I normally, like I'm super um, 
consistent on this because I know what works for me. I also can roll with whatever. Like I don't necessarily need one specific thing and anything else upsets my stomach where there are some people like that. Um, I have eaten a lot of different things before races, oatmeal, protein bars, um, toast, a bagel. I don't know. Like I feel like I've had a banana, like I've had fruit, I've had a like chews or candy. I've had ginger candy before. I just, it's been, I can have a lot of different things, but ideally either toast with peanut butter and banana or oatmeal are the ideal pre-race day fuel. So I would do that differently next time. And that is my, my specific recap for the race in terms of how I performed. Just randomly, my thoughts on this course, if you're thinking about doing it, it's in Riverside and it is by Christmas. I think it's like one of the first, right? Because it was, I think, December 3rd, the first like holiday race. So they really play that up, which I love. And there was a ton of people dressed up. They actually give out reindeer antlers or Santa hats. And it is awesome and super fun because there are so many people wearing either holiday colors or little outfits that are holiday themed, Santa hats, the reindeer antlers. It's just, I love that. I think it just takes it up another level of fun when you are here for a raise and you're here to have a good time. Plus you're wearing like a cute little costume um, or even if not a costume, but like a hat or something. I actually got elf ears that I was wearing and I was wearing pro compression. Um, they have ugly sweater socks. And yeah, I loved it. I love a good theme party themed race. I was all about that. The course has a couple of steep-ish hills, like pretty big hills, but there's not a ton of them for whatever reason. And I don't know if it's because I, I'm just coming off of Palos Verdes, which was very hilly, very. Um, but I don't consider this necessarily a hilly course. But as I was running it, I was like, oh, like, there are some good ones. It's not just a constant rolling. There's a co- there's a handful of hills, I would say maybe four that are, I would call steep hills. Um, outside of that though, it is, I don't know, it's probably neutral. It might actually be hilly. I think it's all relative now that I'm like thinking about it more. I will put the elevation profile in the show notes and then you can be the judge. And that's at runningrepeat.com. It was cold for me. And I noticed this in particular because one of the sides of my shorts was kind of pulling up a little bit and I wanted to pull it down and adjust it. And I felt like I couldn't feel my hands enough to do so. And really, it wasn't that cold that I should not have been able to fill my fingers, but that is how my body responds to cold. Like it does not do well in the cold. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, B. I am really trying to stop myself from cussing today and I'm giving myself a pat on the back for that. Go me. <laughs> just That is actually a quote from Housewives of New York, Dorinda. Like one time someone's like asking her how she is. I think she's drunk. And she says, I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well. And then beep. That's what that is. You know what? I should just cuss and then have my editor edit it out. This is a revelation for me. And back to the race. It's a good race. The weather's great for running. Um, just because I couldn't fill my hands. Outside of that, I mean, it was perfect running weather because it was cool and very mild and dry, like 
SoCal is just so great for running. It's so, so awesome. And there are a ton of runner perks at this race. There are printouts of pictures. If you use a certain hashtag, they print out pictures during the race. Everyone gets a ticket for um, a meal at one of the food trucks. They have food trucks there and you can get food after and they send you the race pictures, like the pictures of the, the photographers take along the course a couple days after the race. And I haven't gotten those yet, so I don't think I can put them in the show notes, but I will try if they come within the next couple of hours. But that is a really big deal because to get good race photos, they are super expensive. And it's just, I mean, I feel like you've already paid so much for a race that that is such a awesome, awesome, happy perk that most people do not I don't think most people buy those photos. I don't even know. I feel like I'm like the one person that does because I can't just use like the screenshot of the race photos in my Instagram. Um, But those are expensive. And I just think this is a super awesome perk. So I would definitely do this uh, race again. And let's move on. Actually, speaking of races, let's do some awards. I would like to think that you should have seen the other guy in Vegas's fight and that he won this fight because this is it. This was his last fight. So first place goes to Vegas for dominating his last fight and surviving it and being a very good sport because I have to shoot antibiotics and pain relievers down his throat, which is not easy to do. Um, so maybe I get a, some sort of honorable mention, but first place goes to Vegas this week. Second place goes to the Lint Dark Chocolate Truffles, the round ones that I super love, especially for some reason, this is funny, around the holidays. I think of it as something um, that people have sometimes. They they sell those like variety packs of them, and I always pick out the ones in the dark black wrapper because they have a dark chocolate, which is in the blue wrapper. And the one that I love is in the black wrapper. Highly, highly recommend. And third place goes to Celestial Seasonings and Bigelow Tea for their seasonal teas. I love seasonal teas. I especially love having tea in the winter. Once again, this goes back to I am cold. And so I feel like having hot tea at night is just the most comforting, happy thing. And it makes me nice and warm. And they have awesome ones that are specific for the holidays, these holiday flavors. And I found the Bigelow. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. But I will put a link to it in the show notes along with the picture. Their eggnog tea is super awesome. Celestial has a sugar cookie sleigh ride and they have a cranberry vanilla and they have a couple of seasonal ones, seasonal flavors that I dig. I think my favorite is probably the sugar cookie sleigh ride. They have a peppermint one too. That's not super my jam, but love hot holiday teas around this time of year. And I am stocking up. They were on sale the other day and I got crazy. And I am putting together a race day series for the podcast where I want to share just kind of what I do before a race, 
the day before, my morning routine on race day, how I fuel during the race, um, what I do after the race. These are all things I get questions about constantly. And also not even specific questions when people say like, what should I eat before the race? Or what should I do the day before a race? Or, you know, the morning of, like, there's just a lot of questions that I get on these topics in general, in terms of race preparation, race recovery, race fueling, all of those things. And if you have any specific questions on any of that, please let me know because I want to make sure that I'm touching all the bases and also that I'm not super redundant. So I don't want to cover this series and leave something out and kind of have to go back over it again. So if there is anything that you just want to make sure, like you're probably going to talk about this, but I want to double check or I've noticed XYZ, like if you have a specific question or kind of a general theme that you want to make sure that I touch on, please let me know. And you can always DM me on Instagram or leave a comment in the show notes. You can email me. There's so many ways to get a hold of me. I am super available. I feel like a good friend right now for this second. You can email me at runerepeat at gmail.com. Um, or call the podcast voicemail line and leave a message. That number is 562-888-1644. All of this will be in the show notes. I hope that this was helpful and I super appreciate you listening. Have a great run. Thank you for listening to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. For more information, check out runeatrepeat.com.